This is the Amazing Teacher Podcast with Sam Rangel, episode number 18. Welcome to the Amazing Teacher Podcast, where we sit down with amazing educators and pick their brains for tips, strategies, and ideas that you can take into your classrooms and be amazing. Now, here's your host, Sam Rangel. Welcome, amazing teachers, to the 18th episode of the Amazing Teacher Podcast. This is Sam from successintheclassroom.com, and I want to thank you for stopping by again to listen to the podcast. I'm learning so much from these amazing educators, and I wish I had all this information when I was starting out. You know, my first years would have been so much easier not having to go through that trial and error phase that all teachers go through, but, you know, I I can't complain. We, We learn best by our failures. And uh, based on my failures, I must have learned a lot. My apologies to all my students back then. Uh, you had to suffer through all my education, but uh, you know I'm, I'm grateful for all the lessons that I learned. Uh, thank you again for stopping by. In this episode, my guest is Samantha Bates. Samantha was recommended to me by Doug Robertson, the, the weird teacher, who was uh, my guest in the last episode. So I'm grateful to Doug for connecting me with Samantha. Samantha is very active on Twitter, and she's organizing the Ed Camp in Tennessee. And so I wanted to pick her brain about the Ed Camp experience. I really like the idea behind Ed Camps, and I'm looking for one in, in my neck of the woods so I can go check it out. So if you're in the Southern California area and you know of an Ed Camp, send me a tweet. Let's meet up and learn from each other. I had a great time Skyping with Samantha. Uh, We had a few audio issues, and I did my best to clean them up a little, but you might notice a little distortion, so I apologize for that. But she had some really great advice for new teachers, so I wanted to make sure you get to hear our conversation. Uh, Also, my 5-year-old daughter and her 4-year-old son wanted to be part of our conversation. Sometimes you just can't avoid avoid that so you might hear their contributions uh, in the podcast as well in in fact samantha's son came in to ask her uh, uh, for a special request and i left it in the recording because it was just so cute so so adorable so listen for that you're gonna love it uh you know i'm always looking for guests for the podcast in fact i found a couple just today who who i want to contact to see if they're willing to get their brains picked by me on the show you know but if, if you know of an amazing educator who you think would be great for the podcast, who has insights that would be valuable to uh, my audience of new and soon-to-be teachers, please let me know. I would never have known about guests like Samantha had it not been for Doug Robertson. And one of my most amazing interviews was with Chrissy Vanosdale, who uh, was recommended to me by Pernell Rip, my very first guest. So help me share the expertise of amazing educators with the world and contact me on Twitter. I have a brand new Twitter account just for the podcast. You can find it at... um, at Amazing Podcast. Yeah, at Amazing Podcast. Really cool, cool Twitter handle um, that was available. You know, at Amazing Podcast. So, so tweet me, follow me. That'd be awesome if you follow me. Um, but let me know of these, uh, if you know of an amazing educator who you would like to hear from on the podcast. You can always, always email me at sam at theamazingteacher.com as well. Just let me know who you'd like to hear on the, on the show. So that's enough of me talking. Let's get right into the episode with amazing teacher, Samantha Bates. Ready? Here we go. Today, I'm so happy to have Samantha Bates, co-founder of Twitter Chat, TN Ed Chat, and organizer of Ed Camp Tennessee on the podcast. Welcome to the show, Samantha. Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Uh, thank you again for taking time out of your day to sit down and let me pick your brain. I met you through Doug Robertson, the weird teacher. Yes. And uh, one of the guests on the podcast, so a shout out to Doug for bringing us together. 
uh, I'm really excited about picking your brain about teaching and advice for new teachers. And I really want to ask you about uh, what it was like to organize the ed camp. Okay. So, so, uh, but before we begin, uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your teaching career, how you got into teaching, and maybe why you became a teacher? All right. Um, it's kind of hard to pinpoint a beginning uh, for my teaching career. I've always loved schools. Um, I had older cousins and uh, an older sister. That's where they spent the day. So, of course, it must have been a magical place. That's where all the cool people went while I was a kid. Um, so, I mean, it even had a playground. Um, I also watched a lot of Beekman's World. It's a science show. Yeah. Um, he's a weird, playful character, uh, but I love the show. If you've never seen it, it's on Netflix, and you need to. So <laughs> ever since I can remember, um, schools were great places, and learning was fun. And I knew I wanted to grow up and, uh, and have that be my job, go into work every day and play. And I, I thought that, that teaching would allow me to do that. Um, I currently teach um, seventh grade English, but I have taught sixth grade English reading, social studies, and science, and seventh grade English reading, social studies, and science. Ah, so you're a middle school teacher. I am a middle school teacher. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if you heard in previous episodes, I love talking to middle school teachers because um, I taught middle school all my career. And it's just something about uh, that age group that just uh, takes a special kind of teacher, I think, uh, to to uh, work with those kids who are going through such a great transition in their lives. So I, I really enjoy talking to the teachers who are going through the kind of the same thing that uh, that I went through. Uh, have you noticed any difference between sixth and seventh grade? Uh, the best way I've ever heard it explained is that sixth graders take their brain out, put it up in a closet, and they won't look at it again until uh, about seventh grade they start playing around with it. By eighth grade, they put it back in their head and therefore know more than everybody else around them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> yeah, they're experts on everything. Yeah. That's so true. Very cool. Very cool. Well, um, back to EdCamp. You know, I've been hearing a lot about EdCamp. I've been more and more about uh, uh, this, this movement that seemed to be uh, spreading around the country. And I really like the idea of teachers getting together and sharing best practices. You know, I was talking to a colleague just a few days ago about how many times we, we go to conferences and we learn more from the conversation we have with our colleagues than we do from the person speaking uh, or that's been hired to make that presentation. And so I think ed camps are, are just a great way of, of just focusing on just sharing best practices among our colleagues. And as, as one of the uh, organizers of the uh, Tennessee Ed Camp, what was what was it like, and what can you tell us about that? Okay, um, the first Ed Camp that I am organizing is not actually until next month, so you may not want to be a okay. successful organizer until next month. But people have signed up, so there's that. My first Ed Camp experience was Ed Camp Northern Kentucky. It was the closest Ed Camp; it's five hours away, which is why I wanted to bring Ed Camps to Tennessee because there are none, um, and it was, a, it was a very different experience to go in and talk to people in the classroom, not a, not a presenter who was in the classroom a long time ago and then got successful in an area and then left but hasn't really been in, in a while, but teachers that yesterday were in their classroom with children and then on Saturday they came in and they talked about what they did. Um, while I was there, I did present on blogging in the classroom and uh, I knew that those kind of conversations that we were having were things that I wanted closer to home. 
I also participated in EdCamp Home, which was online. Um, I moderated uh, two um, conversations, one on class climate, I believe, and another on uh, rebellion in the classroom, which was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that conversation alone uh, connected me with teachers across the country who we still talk every day, and that's been almost two months ago. Uh, so I really wanted that closer to home. I want teachers in Tennessee to connect because we're a very unconnected state. When we started 10 Ed Chat, um, we only identified initially maybe 20 to 25 teachers. It's grown uh, as our contacts are getting better. Um, but we only identified 20 to 25 people to reach out to and say, hey, please come, please, 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 please come participate in our chat. So uh, getting teachers to converse with each other is really important to me. Yeah, I think I think that's I think that's so important. Um, so, tell me about if I'm a new teacher and I'm invited to, or I hear about one of these ed camps. What is going to happen when I get there? Uh, when you get there, you're going to register, and you're going to hang out until more people get there. Um, when people start coming in, you start talking, um, get to know each other, which is really important because you're not going to converse with each other meaningfully, mm -hmm. so you know who you are. Um, so you're going to get to know each other. Uh, the organizer is going to go over some norms for the ed camp, um, introduce themselves, kind of talk about what the day is going to be like. And then um, there will be a session board. And as, as people have come in and registered, um, they'll go up to the session board and say, I want to have a conversation about... X. I want to have. I want to talk about this. Or conversely, I'm good at this. I'd like to share this. Or I don't know anything about this. I keep hearing about it. I want to know what this is. What is this? Uh, and so, as a session board fills up, um, you get an idea of what kind of conversations are going to go on. And uh, there's a 30, 45 minute window from the beginning of registration to when the sessions actually start. Uh, when the sessions start. You'll go to the rooms. You'll you'll have conversations. Uh, the session will end. I'm I'm allotting ten minutes in between session times so people can mm -hmm. network. Um, the rooms aren't very spread out, but I still want that that buffer time where there's nothing officially planned. Right. Uh, and then you'll go to the next session. Same kind of thing. You'll have your conversation. Uh, at the end of the day, there will be there's traditionally a smackdown. There was not one at uh, the North Kentucky one, so I have no idea what that looks <laughs> like. I'm gonna find out. We're gonna try it. Uh, <laughs> there's a smackdown, there's a, there's a closing, um, hopefully there's food. So that, that's what an ad camp looks uh, like. Yeah, well, I'm, I think uh, I was invited to one, uh, I think it was last year, uh, here in, in my district, and I think they were trying to make it look like an ed camp, but, you know, I don't know, because I didn't go, I, I wasn't, I wasn't able to go, but I'm really interested in, if not, I got to attend one first, but I'd like to organize one eventually out here in uh, in California. I think that I think that's just a great way for teachers to to uh, to learn from each other. You know, something I call the expert across the hall. You know, we have yes. we have um, uh, people coming in from you know different places to conferences. When right across the hall, we have an expert in the issue that you're having issues with um, in your own classroom. But there's just no way to to share that information, uh, there's no system that I can find in place to to, uh, 
to best share that that expertise with each other. So I think the ed camps are, are a great idea. And so I'm just I wanted to pick your brain about that because I, I really believe that that's that's uh, the the next big thing in um, collaboration among teachers. Um, well, Samantha, the purpose of this podcast is to sit down with amazing teachers like yourself and pick their brains for tips, strategies, and ideas that new teachers can take into the classroom and be amazing. And I know that in your experience, you've run across many amazing teachers. I'm sure even in the in the ed camps, you've run across teachers who have these great ideas and great strategies. What are some qualities that uh, you would say are common among these amazing teachers that uh, you've come in contact with? Well, when I think about amazing teachers, um, most of my favorite amazing teachers are on Twitter. Let me go ahead and give a shout out to those. Obviously, Doug Robertson, at The Weird Teacher. Um, Crystal Pinson, she teaches fifth grade at my school. Uh, she's at KRCTL. I don't know what any of that stands <laughs> for. Um, uh, my best friend, Charlotte Moines, at Charlene, uh, C-H-A-R, Elaine. Um, one thing all of these people have in common, they're individuals. They know themselves, and they are comfortable mm -hmm. with themselves. They are thoughtful uh, in their classroom. Everything they do has a purpose. They're introspective. They reflect. They think, and they know what they think and why they think it. And uh, they're finally, they're flexible. They've got a plan B, probably a plan C, and when those fall through, they're going to very quickly come up with a, with a D and an E and an F. So uh, being yourself, being thoughtful, and being flexible. Well... Tell me about that that flexibility, because I know with with new teachers especially, um, they they spend time on this one lesson plan, and all of a sudden it bombs. You know, even some veteran teachers oh, I yeah. know they and, and that that's I think veteran teachers can can uh, recover a little quicker. What what would you recommend to a new teacher who has a one of those lesson plans that just bombs all of a sudden? and uh, you're a little stressing out about what to do with the rest of the, uh, the hour. Um, you should have a person you can talk to, first of all. Know, know who those people are. Um, your colleagues have good ideas. Notice what works and try to be able to fall back. Be ready to fall back just in case. Um, I'm not saying you should give up on lessons very easily. and Like, oh, well, we're just going to switch to doing this now. Uh, don't, don't give up. But when something is tanking, don't be afraid to abandon it. Um, mm -hmm. a, lot of, a lot of my good lessons have, have gone that way, probably because I admitted to my students, look, this stinks. We're, let's just change gears. <laughs> this isn't work. Yeah, that, that, that's so true. Um, when, when, I was, uh, when I was beginning my, my career, uh, I remember one lesson in particular uh, it started and right away the kids weren't in it and uh, it was just a bad lesson and but I was I was determined determined to get through it the kids were were getting angry because uh, uh, they I was getting angry the kids were mm -hmm. getting frustrated and uh, I remember just just going off on the kids because you got to do this I don't care if you don't like it you got to do this and I look back and I'm realizing man what a mistake and later on one of my good kids yeah, they're, they're all good yeah, kids, yeah, but you know yeah. what I'm talking about. That 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 one kid who just is um, uh, knows everything and and is and is good and 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 sweet. He came up to me and said, "You know, Mr. Rangel, that lesson plan was bad, 
or that lesson, that, that lesson <laughs> just didn't work, you know, and, and I don't know if, you know, you got mad and I felt bad. I felt bad because he was right. He was right. And, you know, as you grow, as you get older in this profession, you learn to, uh, to realize, Hey, just let it go. Move on. Uh, let's, let's, let's do something that's, that's, uh, you know, different, but, but not necessarily force, force the issue with the kids on this, on this bad plan. And, uh, you know, I think that, that, that's some good advice, I believe for new teachers, like you said, it's okay to abandon it if you have to. Uh, this, this year, um, our district decided to implement common court. Tennessee is not supposed to, well, unless certain bills pass, but anyway, Tennessee is not really supposed to implement common core statewide until next year, but our district really? voted to this year. And one thing my students think they are having trouble with, but they're middle schoolers, so you'll understand mm -hmm. this, is making a claim, you know, having an opinion. Middle schoolers do not have a problem having an opinion, first of all. They just don't, they've never heard it called a claim. Yep. Um, we were reading The Monkey's Paw, and I was having them make claims about characters. And they, they were not understanding it, so finally I wrote claims, and they had to either agree with me or disagree with me and then give their evidence. They did so well on that. Mm -hmm. But that was not my plan. Not at all. I was going to make them do all the work. Yeah. So you, you got to know where to, where to give your students some room, though. I'm, I'm glad that your students, though, could come to you and say, man, that really stunk. Because I think of it this way. They're comfortable with you. Yeah. So when my students say something like, oh, this isn't, this isn't really fun or, or this is... Uh, this is not something I really want to do. It's because they're one comfortable with me, and uh, and as long as they're doing it respectfully, of course, sure. uh, they're comfortable with me, and they know that that's not something I want of them. I don't want to force boring things on them. Talking about boring, it was um, who was it? Uh, one of my one of my one of my guests, uh, I think it was Amanda Amanda what? Dykes. She she said, uh, "Don't let boredom happen," and I think that is. Uh, such a great, you know, simple statement, but it, it's so important, especially in middle oh, yeah. school. Uh, and any any downtime can lead to some kind of crisis that, that <laughs> yeah. you have to deal. You got to oh, keep yeah. them busy. You got to keep keep them engaged, especially in middle school. But I think that that's so true, so true. Um, well, uh, Samantha, many new teachers, uh, even some veteran teachers, struggle with classroom management, and I think middle school is is uh, no different. Um, what it, what advice would you offer a new teacher who may be struggling with classroom management? Um, oh, sorry, he wants me to kiss his foot. Okay. <laughs> that was that's my four year old. That's so cute. I don't know. I don't know if I should cut that out or not. That's just cute. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> um. Classroom management. Um, know who you want to be and know what you want your students to uh, be like in your room. Know what standards you have for yourself and your students. Um, my, my first year, I did not have a mentor. Um, I, I mean, I did. She went on medical leave two weeks in the school year and resigned by the fourth week. So, I, I mean, I had one, <laughs> but she left. Uh, and the, the teacher who kind of adopted me, our team leader, uh, Sandy Smith, smart, smart woman, like a residency away from being a medical doctor and then went to education, like just outstanding person. But we are not the same person. Her classroom was totally silent. That's not me. And for years, for two years, 
that's who I thought I should be. Mm-hmm. And it was torturous for me and the students to try to keep them silent when I really didn't want them silent because I, I can't work in silence. So right. know who you are and then know what you want your students to look like. Do you want your students to be chit-chatting while they work, which is, by the way, what adults do? Or do you want them to be silent, focused, don't look up for your book? And then reward the behaviors that you want them to have and discuss with students who are not behaving the way they should be privately. Yeah, very, very true. The, uh, you know, I had that same teacher, well, not exactly the same teacher, but a teacher <laughs> similar, who um, I would walk into her class and she'd be sitting down at her desk while the kids are, are working. I could never sit down at my desk because the kids wouldn't let me. And I kind of yeah. like that, you know, but that was her style. And, and it just amazed me how, how uh, she did that. But as a new teacher, um, like you say, you, you feel a little intimidated sometimes because you think I got to be like that. And that's not necessarily, not necessarily true. And unfortunately there are some, you know, veteran teachers who, uh, want to impress upon new teachers how to have a class and what the class is supposed to look like. And it's got to look like this, this, and this. And a lot of times it's, it's, uh, it's not your style. It's not what is best for your kids. And uh, I think what you said is, is absolutely true. Know, know your style. Know what kind of teacher you are and what kind of, how the kids learn best in your class. So true. So true. If you could sit down with a new teacher just starting out in their career and you had time for just one piece of advice, what would that advice be? Know that you are going to change the world. That's awesome. My first year, I, I did the dumbest thing. I asked a retiring teacher, I think my exact question was, if you, if you were in my shoes, would you go into education? And he said, oh, absolutely not, run. And <laughs> <laughs> that, I hear that advice more than I'd like to uh, admit to. Just, man, I'm glad I'm leaving. I hate to be you right now. They need to hear the opposite of that. You're yeah. lucky. This is an exciting time in education. There are a lot of changes. You're changing education. You're on the front line. I wish I was where you are. That's that's so amazing, Samantha. I was um, listening to a TED talk just recently uh, from Drew Dudley. Drew Dudley, and I'd love to have him on the podcast someday, just just to pick his brain. But he mentioned about how uh, sometimes we we see ourselves um, at, we we're, we're, we wait to be leaders of you know some gigantic cause before we can think that we can affect change. And what you mentioned about changing worlds. He was saying that every day we have an effect on uh, different worlds. And every, every conversation we have, every interaction we have with the student, with the person, uh, you're affecting yeah. their world in some way, some, some way positively, sometimes negatively. And I think if we teachers, um, we, we understand, we have to recognize that every conversation we have is going to affect the world of our kids. And if we can realize that, we will be more apt to make uh, mm-hmm. a change that's for the positive. So I think I think what you said about changing worlds is so true. We as teachers, we are world changers, and that that is such a great um, great piece of advice that you offer uh, new teachers. Um, there's a there's a quote by Francis Parker. I'm looking it up. It's it's really good. Is this your favorite quote? Oh, it's a good one. It it gets me through really hard times. Uh, Francis Parker says that 
a school, and in my, I take it to be classroom because that, that's the part I'm worried about day to day. Uh, school is a model home, a beginning community, and an embryonic democracy. And when I look out at my students, especially when it when it gets rougher, I, I have to look at them and think they're 12 to 13. In five to ten years, these students will be driving, mm-hmm. voting. They'll be parents. They'll be affecting laws. They'll be paying taxes. What am I doing today to make them better parents, better citizens, um, better community members? That's so good. So awesome. So awesome. Um, um, just the impact we have on kids. A lot of times we we don't we don't realize it. You know, we're we're trying to teach them science or teach them math or, or history when uh, our impact is so much greater and it's going to have far uh, further reaching effects in in society in society and in their own lives very very good thank you for that samantha um you mentioned a quote do you have another quote i mean i was asked do you have a favorite quote do you, ha- do you have a favorite quote that might have maybe has inspired you as a teacher I have, I have two. One I want my students to see. It's on my classroom door. It says, um, it is important that students bring a certain ragamuffin barefoot irreverence to their studies. <laughs> they are not here to worship what is known, but to question it. Which works out so well for middle schoolers. Oh, yeah. And the one above my desk, students can see this too, but it's for me. It says, I'm going to succeed because I am crazy enough to think I can. That's awesome. That's awesome. How does how does that uh how does that affect your teaching? Well, it's crazy. Well, <laughs> uh, you know, there are days when uh you you've got problems. And you think, man, there is no solution to this. Um, but I, I keep searching because there has to be a solution. Not if somebody figured this problem out. Surely, mm-hmm. humans have been around a long time. Teachers have been teaching for a very long time. Somebody knows the answer to this question. Yeah, that's that's so cool. I mean, even even now with uh, there, there's so much that that um, we can find online now. Oh yeah. Anything, anything. So, um, Samantha, what is happening now in your life that you are excited about? Um. Okay. Well, I've got the Ed Camp coming up in two two weekends. It's March fifteenth. Um, I'm finishing my master's degree. I don't know why. I, I got to play in the ed camp. I don't know why I made it March 15th. I have a graduate portfolio due the 16th. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> no, that was the worst <laughs> idea. Uh, but I've, I've already passed my um, administration practice. I'm going to brag. I was two points above the average. Um, wow. <laughs> and then I've got some other pet projects. Um, like some, uh, yeah, this thing uh, some ebooks that uh, I want to get done this summer. The, as the Common Core standards come out, um, <clears throat> Tennessee has changed its social studies standards. And uh, I taught world history previously, and mm-hmm. some of the world history standards are moving to seventh grade social studies. So I'm going to work on gathering primary sources for my teammates because I have worked with that before and they haven't. Right, right. Well, that's cool. And um, ebooks, if you know, let me know when they come out. I'll, I'll make sure that uh, I'll make sure that um, we get people to to know about them. Uh, I'd like to uh, yeah, you know, share share your uh, share your wisdom as as much as we can. Um, well, is there anything else that you'd like to share with us before we say goodbye? 
Don't forget your towel and don't panic. <laughs> That's cool. Don't panic. Don't panic, new teachers. Yeah. Don't panic, yeah. new teachers. <laughs> well, uh, so if people want to say thank you, Samantha, for sharing all your amazing insights, uh, where can they find you? I'm, I'm constantly on Twitter at, at SJSBates. Uh, my email is SJSBates at Gmail. My Facebook is Facebook.com slash SJSBates. My blog is SJS. Just go to whatever site you want to be at and just click SJSBates, and that's probably me. Oh, that's awesome. Well, Samantha, it's been a great pleasure getting to meet you. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I know my listeners will uh, will find great value in, in what you, you've shared with us today. Thank you so much for having me. So to the listeners, I know you've received a lot of great information in this episode. Now it's up to you to take it back to your classroom and implement what you learned today. So until next time. Be amazing. The Amazing Teacher Podcast is brought to you by successintheclassroom.com. Learn more about being an amazing teacher by visiting successintheclassroom.com or theamazingteacher.com.